Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Answering Questions from Reddit, and welcome back to Mental Health Casual. I'm your host, Lucky, and today, actually, I have to tell you guys something real quick. So I was actually, I just before this, I was recording my, for my Anime Casuals one. So, you know, for people that don't know, I do a podcast for this every single day, and then I do a podcast for the other one, whether it's pre-recorded or just, you know, just doing this live. And by live, I mean, I like record it, and then I just throw it up on um you know, on podcasting platforms, so no editing and all that kind of stuff. But I, uh, I forgot my schedule for today because I didn't realize it was Friday. I was like, oh my god, I just, I was, I, I made it like halfway through a podcast, and I was like, oh wait, no, I have to do the podcast that I recorded last night with my friends and put it up today. So yeah, I was a little thrown off, so I needed to watch some YouTube videos real quick and get my my spirits back up because I was like, oh, that was a massive fail first thing in the morning. But uh, yeah, well, for people that are new here, basically what I do on answer questions from Reddit, I just go on to a subreddit that has something to do with mental health. You'll realize today that I'm kind of loose with that term, but just kind of self improvement in general. And uh, yeah, either give my advice or, you know, and learn something new, all that kind of stuff. But advice is a key word today because we're going over to the advice subreddit. So yeah, let's check out the first one here. I am, uh, oh, this is a pretty, pretty long one, but I'll just give, I'll try and read as much as I can. That's why I do one now instead of doing three different subreddits, just because it's a little bit easier to uh, get some Give, give some more input and kind of do these longer ones, but I'm not going to read the whole thing. But anyway, my 26-year-old – all right, my – wait, hold on. My dad – oh, she – so this is a 26-year-old female. Uh, my dad, who is a 53-year-old male, started dating a new woman a week after my mom's death, and I'm still upset about it seven months later. Oh, that's rough. In November, after a two-years battle with uh, – colorectal cancer i've never heard of that before my mom died she and my dad had been married since 1991 so this was pretty recently so wow okay that's that's almost 20 years of marriage okay uh which i think uh let's see my whole life they were together they fought of course but they stayed together until the day she died he took good care of her but sometimes it seemed like he did it for the compliments other others would give him he would tell the story about her cancer to anyone who would listen, and my mom, skinny and frail, would remain quiet, sometimes sarcastically whispering under her breath to me or, or my sister that this is his favorite story to tell. The day after she died, I happened to see his email. It wasn't snooping. It was just up, and I saw he was already on a dating website. Blah. We ignored it, thinking it was just something he was going through. The week she died, he was very active on Facebook, getting condolences from every direction. One condolence came from... I won't say the name, uh, this person, and they must have hit hit it off immediately because they were saying one, uh, saying I love you to each other in under two weeks. It's un it's now seven months later. They're still together, and I'm still upset. I haven't met her yet, but her name puts me in a bad mood. Even some of my mom's close friends have met her, and they've all told me that my mom would have hated her, that she's prissy, elitist, and won't drink beer cheaper than $9 a pint. Yeah, my mom would have hated that. I guess I'm so upset because it feels like I didn't get to mourn how I should have been able to. My dad created such drama, such a rift in my immediate and extended families that I never got to settle back. Uh, I never got to just settle back and enjoy my brothers, sisters, and dad dad's company as a family who is missing their core person and love of their life. I never got to unwind. It was it was death and drama. Uh, let me skip a little bit uh, further. I'm getting married on Saturday, and I have looked my future husband in the eyes and pleaded that he grieved me for longer than 14 days. I think that's sad. I think that I think about my mom and how embarrassed she would be to find out how unconsequential her life was to this. How do I move past this? How do I, how do you forgive a person who couldn't even grieve for my perfect, 
wonderful, hilarious mom for more than half a month. I'm so sad still when I try to talk to him about it, how his actions have affected my grieving. He tells me I'm wrong, that he can live his life. He'll say, don't you want your dad to be happy? And of course I do, but that doesn't help me stop feeling the way I feel that he disrespected the life and the memory of my mom. How can I move on? Edit. So it seems like the general consensus is that I need to get over myself. Thank you for all the advice. Uh, Okay, that's a little rough. I, I see where she's coming from to an extent. I will just say this, this, so when we're talking about like a family member, especially like a mom or a dad and that void kind of being, being there, I can see where your dad is coming from, where he'd want to like get it back on the bandwagon, especially since your mother has been sick for so long. I'm assuming, and this is not to get too personal, but I'm assuming that there probably wasn't a lot of intimate intimacy being had there. And, you know, good on your, your father for taking care of her, even if it was a little, even if he was a little flashy about it, that's sometimes just how people, some people are. Um, I know, I remember I, I did something very similar with like one of my friends. I spotted him some money and I, for some reason, every single time I got drunk, I just kept on talking about how I helped him and all this stuff. And I was like, you know what? It's kind of disgusting. You know, I, I gave it, I gave him that, you know, I gave, I helped him out with that money because I, you know, I ultimately thought he could you know, I, I believed in him and, you know, he's doing great things now and all, all, you know, my hats are off to him, but, you know, I really did kind of take advantage of that situation to like make myself, you know, build myself up and all that stuff. So that's, you know, number one, but, uh, you know, you can't really control the actions of that. And, but I also want to say that your feelings are validated in this. I, I think it is, I don't think either one of you are wrong. And that might sound kind of weird saying that because obviously there's very contradictory things like what he's doing makes you feel bad. Therefore, it should one of you should be wrong in this scenario. But no, I don't think either one of you are wrong for feeling the feelings that you have right now. Okay, um, I don't think he's wrong in wanting to find love again, even though it does seem very soon. Your dad is fifty three, so there is I can see some urgency in that, and maybe he hasn't felt as intimate as the last, you know, couple of years. So. You know, I, I think that, but I, I think that also you have a lot to, because, you know, this is your father, right? So when he goes and finds another woman, like almost immediately, it seems like a betrayal of some sort. So I get that too. I, I, I totally get your, I really do get that, uh, get that too. And I don't think that's, um, I don't, I don't think that's a, Hold on, I just wanted to see something real quick. There's some comments, and I, I wanted to see some of the comments that she was talking about, where they said, you know, oh, like basically to get over yourself. I don't, I don't think this is about getting over yourself, but you, I think this is ultimately a question for you now: is do you accept your father for what he's done, or do you cut that part of your life off? You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to make it a false dilemma by any means, you know, but do you forgive your father for what he's done? By forgive, I don't mean just like, oh, you know, what you, what you did is all good. You know, obviously, a little bit of a scumbag thing to do, but I also see it, like I said, I also see it from his perspective as well, and I think that uh, ultimately, it was his choice, it was a scumbag thing to do, but you can either accept it and, you know, have some good time, because obviously, I don't think that's his fault that you didn't have time to mourn and all that kind of stuff with your brother, your sister, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, that's ultimately something up to you to do, 
but it is a little bit of his fault that he didn't that you didn't get to mourn it with him because obviously when people are in mourning they kind of they want to be around other people that are mourning as well or they want the opposite or they want people that aren't mourning so that they don't have to feel the morning it sounds like you wanted some people to be empathetic to your your situation and when your dad is literally about to you know is going on about to go on a date with a woman a week after his his wife dies or your mother dies then that's that very much feels like a betrayal to you so i see why your feelings are like that and so like i said i don't think there's any bad person in this in this scenario, you know, a lot of my listeners probably would disagree, you know, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue against that. I would just say that like, you know, it's, it's not you. So it's out of your control. So therefore, how would you, I would put it back on you in terms of, well, how would you like to address this? Would you like an apology for him? What would give you closure? And will what is the likelihood you'll get that closure? If you're not too likely, should you give up on this endeavor of making him sorry for his actions? Because it's been seven months now and they're still dating. Um, would you? Would it be better if you cut them off from your life? I'm not suggesting that, but I'm just asking because everybody is very different. You know, there are sometimes pe- people that we need to cut off, and out your father would be a big cutoff to do, especially since you're getting married uh, pretty soon. So, but you know, I mean, would you need to maybe take some time away from your father? You know, maybe take some time away from him and his life so that you can mourn so that you can mourn the right way or so that you can have that closure for yourself. You know, whatever that is to you, that's something that you have to figure out as well. I'm not here to point fingers or anything like that. So, um, but yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, definitely work on, uh, hopefully everything works out for you. Uh, next post is disappointed parents. I bought a car yesterday with all my own money and I worked really hard to save up and make sure I'm covered with good insurance and can afford gas and everything. It's a four-door sedan. My parents had offered me their older car, but told me it was a break from the, uh, it was a breakaway from major repairs and expenses. So I was already planning on getting a new car in like one year or so because they warned me. Plus, they are, always need a backup car, and my little sister still start uh, will start driving soon, and they won't have a car for her to at least practice in. So I wanted to make sure they were taken care of first. Now that I got this car, they are shunning me and telling me how disappointed they are and stuff. It's, wow, that's strange. It's really hurtful coming from your parents that you've always looked up to and you made a sacrifice for to, uh, to help them in the long run. They claim that I thought the car wasn't good enough for me. They claim that I thought the car? Oh, okay, I see the, the car that you were talking about before. And I'm ungrateful. But I just wanted to have my own car, car insurance and gas, and not have to worry about sharing a car or anything. I just want to be my own adult so I can move out soon and stop burdening them. What should I do? I'm just trying to help them out, and my intention wasn't to come come off like I'm better than them. The car I bought is the equivalent to theories just with fewer miles and the engine. Um, I think they meant to say theirs. So the the car that you bought is equivalent to theirs, I think, is what they meant to do. I think there were some autocorrect issues in there. Um, yeah, I think... Hmm. Yeah, I think this is mostly some somewhat of an insecurity on your parents' part. Um, you know, there there's an interesting book. I cannot remember what the frick it's called. House on Mango Street, I think is what it was called. And there was a I, I think I think that's what it's called. I, I really don't remember, but there was there was an interesting part in there 
where so this is uh, about like a young uh, a young Latino man and his father. Um, a- a- anyway, he ends up getting something from like the dump or something like that. Like it's something that he wanted, but he didn't want to ask his father for. And he comes back with it, and his father's really mad at him. And at first, the boy is like, "Oh man, he's mad at me because." You know, because I went to the dump and did all this. And what his father was really mad at was the fact that his his son didn't trust him to go get the. He, his son didn't have enough faith in his father to be able to provide that thing for him, and I think that's something that that can come across when you're a parent, right? Is you know, if your kid is getting something from somewhere else, they're not able to get it from you, and therefore you feel a sense of inadequacy. I'm not trying to say this is exactly how they feel, but I can see where they're coming from in some some respect. Now, I think it's an overreaction to you wanting to be a little bit more independent and also wanting to I think it's ultimately a good thing for you to be wanting to give your um your parents a hand around the house. Actually, I you know, that's if if you were <laughs> if you were my mom's kid, I'm sure you she would be very proud of you. So I wouldn't take it. I, and the problem is, I as much as you want to say, oh, don't take it personally, you're going to take it personally. Because when your parents say they're disappointed in you, that hits hard. Harder than anybody else saying they're disappointed in you. You know what I'm saying? So that's very difficult. But for, first off, just remember what you did it for. Make a foundation for yourself, right? Okay, what did I do this for? I did this for the right reasons. I did the best I could. I can't control my parents' feelings about this. Um, and so I'm going to have to deal with this for a little bit or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Some CBT tools that I've learned throughout the, is accepting the situation that you put in all that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, I, I think it's, I think, uh, first off, congratulations to you for being able to do that. I mean, I, once the minute I bought my own car and finally paid it off, I mean, it was so, so satisfying, you know, to really get through that. And it was, uh, it was just so awesome. So you know, good uh, good for you, and just realize this is a milestone. And I don't think they're going to be overly disappointed for you over a long amount of time, especially once they see the utility that you provided, right? So once you once they actually see that your sister, you know, is helping out and all that stuff, and uh, sorry, you're helping out with your sister driving and all that stuff. So, um, you know, and th- they're gonna they're gonna realize how how good of a, an an investment this is over the long haul. You know, this is a short, this is more of a short term reaction to it. Okay. So, um, in my opinion, obviously I don't know your parents. I don't know how, I don't know how they react to everything. So, you know, um, you know, good job for you and just realize this is a, this is a milestone, whether or not your parents are behind it or not. Uh, let's go to the next post. How do I start caring about anything again? So basically speaking, I fucked myself up and I want to fix it. It happened gradually. I can't really tell how or when, but I just don't care about anything anymore. I was always very carefree when I was a child or in a teenager. Now I'm 20 and I just kind of lost interest in pretty much everything. I used to have a lot of hobbies and now even video games are a meh. I don't want to play them. I don't want to watch ambitious movies or any movies at this point because they seem too long. I pretty much watch YouTube all day or switch it up with using my phone. I don't care about picking up a new hobby. I don't care about doing the ones I already have. I kind of want to hang out with friends, but they either want to uh, they either went away for university or are busy, so I end up not caring. I may start university m- myself after the holidays, but I don't know if I got in yet. I have a girlfriend that I love and actually do care about, but I also notice I kind of go along with anything she proposes because I quit literally have no other things going on. I'm kind of worried if it's not tr- uh, tiring for her to but I also, but also she is a bit of a control freak. So I think it, she's good. Still, I don't want to be this passive. I'm not sure what else to say. Really. I'm just a lazy piece of shit, I guess. 
Oh, no, and funny enough, your your opening statement is actually kind of contradictory, you know, because you, what are you you're asking? How do I start caring about anything again? The only reason why you would ask that question, I'm oh, sorry, this is the opening, uh, this is the title. The only reason why you'd want to start caring about, or you'd care enough to ask people about this stuff, is because you care, right? So it, it's it's funny about how much of a how contradictory that title is, you know. Because obviously you do you do notice the things around you, so you do have some ideas of that this isn't a sustainable behavior for you, right? So I think this is this is interesting. Actually, you know, one of the first comments on here I think is great. It says, uh, "I think you're just burnt out." It happens to a lot of people. I'm the same age as you. From time to uh, from time to time, I feel old and jaded. It takes initiative on your own part to get out of a slump. Yeah, and I think that was that was going to be where I kind of go into next. Sometimes you have to force yourself into these situations. Then one of the great, uh, I remember there was this great interview with Dr. Oz and Dr. Jordan Peterson, and he Jordan Peterson was talking to like a married couple, and one of the things that he mentioned was, you know, you have to set time aside to go go out to dates, to do this, to do that. Because sometimes people think it's like a spontaneous thing. Like romance is just a spontaneous thing, but it's something that you have to put into, you know, because people mistake the flames for the, and this is just my own metaphor for it. Sometimes people mistake the flames for the wood that goes into it, right? So people look at, uh, people look at romance as like a flame, like, oh, there's a spark there, there's this, there's that. But you have to create the sparks that create the flame, you know, and so that the flame doesn't burn out. And when it does burn out, you have to put the, you have to put the work into making the fire again, you know, you have to put the work into putting the wood on there and, you know, doing all the, I don't know, I, I was never in Boy Scouts, so I don't know exactly how to start a fire without fucking, you know, putting a bunch of lighter fluid on it and making all my meat taste like fucking lighter fluid. But, you know, Listen, that <laughs> you have to really put in the work to make those things. So in order for you to start caring, you have to start putting in the work to start caring again. So making things that are meaningful to you. See, you say you don't have any hobbies. Well, you should start making them. You know, maybe you say you spend a lot of time on YouTube, maybe creating a YouTube channel, maybe doing, I mean, just anything like that could be helpful for you. Um, doing reaction videos. I'm a big, I'm, I, I don't particularly like that people can be so success successful doing reaction videos and funny enough i actually do like reaction videos i think they have a great place in uh in the medium but i do think they they've they kind of go they they end up surpass they end up like kind of ignoring some of the copyright laws and you know whatever but anyway off that tangent so figure out something that has to do with your what you like to do and maybe you can start because i think that's ultimately going to be a downfall for, to your relationship is not having any drive you know there's only so far even if somebody's a control freak they still i think they still want somebody that will that has some type of drive of their own some type of um desire you know so uh yeah definitely figuring that out would be great uh, great work for you so let's check out the next post what do you do when your dad cheats on your mom they're fighting right now, and I'm scared. I have an eight-year-old brother and a one-year-old sister. Ooh, my mom's asking me for help on what to do. I don't know how to support my siblings through though through what might be a potential divorce. I just need help on what'll happen in the future and what I should do as a big sister and a daughter. Oh man, that's rough. I hmm, I, I kind of disagree with your mother's approach. I don't like it when a mother asks their kids for advice. I don't know how old you are. I think it would have been nice if you would have put that in there. I I don't blame you for not putting in there. But I think what you would have to do is 
I, I don't think this is your your fight to have. I, I listen. I, I like I said. I really don't like when parents ask their kids for advice unless their kids are adults. Unless their kids are, you know, a little bit older. You're, and especially since this is a very complex issue between her dad. Uh, sorry, your mom and your dad. This is between them. This is not for the kids to get involved with. This is not your area at all. You are a child. You um, now, if you're asking like what'll happen, maybe. A better question to ask, Reddit would have been not saying your question wasn't valid. I'm just saying I, I think this this question was mute from the start because I don't think this is your that you shouldn't be on this battlefield. This isn't your battle to fight, okay? But I think a better question to ask would be, okay, what can you expect in the future? Well, it, it, if you, if there is a divorce, there will be you know a lot of things trying to. There will be a lot of you know negotiations. So who gets the kids when? Who gets sole custody? I'm assuming it would be your mom. Um, but you know, when, how do you, maybe some things to get ready for though, would be like, how do you get your, your brother, your younger brother and your younger sister to understand the situation? But either way, that's your parents' job to figure that out as well. This isn't on you. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be helping your mom. It's just not, I, I really don't like that approach to, to, to parenting. Listen, I, I think that, I, I think that. Yes, your kids are there to help you in, you know, in terms of chores and whatever you want to teach them and stuff, but they're not there to give you to help you in that sense. That's a very tricky minefield for anybody and I listen, I had no say in my my mom and my dad's divorce. Like I didn't like my mom didn't come up to me when I was, you know, 5 years old and tell, you know, ask me, "Hey, what do you what do you think? Do you think I should divorce your dad even though he's, you know, he's sleeping with uh or do you think I should stay with your dad even though he's sleeping with like everything that moves and is doing cocaine and hits you guys and all that stuff. No, she realized that on her own that this wasn't going to be great for her kids, you know? And, you know, and she, funny enough, she actually fought tooth and nail to get me to go. Like every time I didn't want to go over to my dad, she would make me go. She was like, no, no, you, you have to go. He's your dad. Okay. He's, you know, he's a fucking asshole. She never said that, but you know, he's a fucking asshole, but you have to go see your dad. You have to go see him. And, you know, she was right. You know, I, 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 I definitely, there are, you know, when I got older, I had more say in it. And I really didn't want to see my dad, and he started move, moved a little bit further away. But you know, it was ultimately up to me to not go see him, and I, I do kind of regret some of that a, a little bit, you know. But yeah, I, I'm I'm glad that uh, I'm glad ultimately that she didn't put me in that position. And granted, I was very young. I'm not like I said, I don't know how old you are. I'm assuming you're in your teenage teenage years, uh, just from the spread of children. But I, I'm not too sure. So um, yeah, I mean. Listen, like I said, this is between them. This is not up to you to to solve, okay? And I, for anybody that's a parent out there, don't don't ever don't listen. Don't don't ever involve your kids in your own battles and your own adult battles. Don't don't get them involved in that. So anyway, let's go to the next uh, the next uh, post here. Am I a bad friend? Yes, if you have to ask that, yeah, no, I'm just I'm kidding with you. Um, so my good friend's birthday is tomorrow, and a bunch of us, their friends, are planning a surprise party. Now I'm really shy. I get really anxious around people I don't really know. Where at it, where at its worst, I have a panic attack. Over the years, I've gotten better at managing it though, so I didn't mind being a part of this surprise. We were all friends uh, with the birthday person, but I wasn't friends with the majority of them. Excuse me. I didn't have a problem until yesterday when uh, when the person in charge started. 
becoming a control freak and threw themselves into planning of the into the planning of this event. I already find a few of these people, the control freak included, very intense. So I planned on not taking part of any of the games or stuff. I just wanted to be there for my friend. Only now they're essentially saying not to turn up if we don't plan on taking part and introducing a dress code I can't meet the requirements of. I no longer have smart clothes that fit me. I've been depressed for a couple of years and my waistline suffered the most. Thinking about all these judgmental looks I'd get if I walked in with my casual clothes claiming that I'm not taking part in any any activities made me break down and I ended up having a panic attack. Now the thought of me going makes me want to cry. Would I be a bad friend if I didn't go? I don't feel comfortable explaining in detail to my friend because I don't want them to see that side of me. Sorry, since I'm still actually crying, I don't know how coherent this post is. Yeah, that's uh, that's rough. Now, here's what I will tell you. I don't think you're, you'd be a bad friend if you didn't go. Just realize that you're going to have to have that talk afterwards. Okay? So you have to wait, weigh out the pros and the cons. Is not going and explaining your, to your friend later on why you couldn't go and potentially now this is just a potential thing potentially them being mad at their other friends for doing this you know a good reason is it's better to just go with your you know with your friend with uh, your clothes and also i mean have you have you told these people this is just me asking you have you told these people that you can't meet that dress for code requirement and maybe tried to ask them to meet you in the middle like hey i can't meet that requirement i have nothing ready in time would there be a could you could you guys maybe loosen up on the dress code a little bit is there something a little bit better to something a little bit easier to do um you know something like that now I wouldn't, and I think I wouldn't blame you for just coming in casual clothes and just saying, "Hey, I'm not, I'm not going to be in any of the activ- these activities. I just wanted to give you your gift. Um, this is, a, I, I think, this would be the best option for you, okay? And this is just my own opinion. I would say, come in casual clothes. Say, "Hey, listen, I can't really take part in the activities." You tell, this is what you tell your friend, right? You don't talk to any of these these freaking crazy control pe- freak people. Uh, you tell, you, you go straight up to your friend. You say, "Hey, here's your present." Uh, I'm assuming you got her, got them a present. I'm not too sure. Um, but listen, you give it, you give them your present and you say, Hey, listen, uh, I don't have the clothes ready for to take part in any of these events. I'm really sorry about that. I just wanted to give you your, your present and I wanted to wish you a very happy birthday and let you know that I'm here for you. Um, sorry that I couldn't, uh, sorry that I couldn't, um, become a part of this because uh, like I said, I, I wasn't able to get the, the clothes that were needed for this event but i just wanted to wish you a very happy birthday and you know have all have a lot of fun you know and so if now you leave it up to your friend you know would you you know if they would if they would like to keep you there then that's fine if they don't want to keep you there then that's fine too if they if they say oh oh my god thank you so much it really means a lot to me that you were here and that you tried and wow i really means a lot and, you know, you can kind of go from there. I think that's the best case scenario, but I don't know how you would feel about that. Okay. So obviously your mental health comes first and I don't think you'd be a terrible friend for missing the party. Just make sure that you don't become resentful afterwards. Okay. If you miss this party, obviously, you know, your, your, your control freak person in the story is kind of an asshole. I'll be real with you. I've definitely met certain people that are like this. I get like this sometimes, but not to that extent, not to the extent where I'm just like, Oh, you know, like uh, you you have to do this. You have to do that. You, you, you can't not do this, you know, but I've definitely been in the situation where I want to take the lead. And I, I mean, I've done that with my YouTube channels to a certain degree, and I've, I've learned to kind of 
back up on the ones that I, I that I'm not um, the sole person for. I think mental health casual is the only one that I'm the sole um, worker on. So, you know, but if that doesn't work out for you, listen, just worry about yourself for right now and just make sure that you're still doing social situations and able to go out and all that stuff. Listen, if, it, if it's just one social situation that you're not able to get to because of real stressors, then that's fine. I, even though I try to say, hey, try not to say no to a lot of social situations or as many social situations as you can unless you have a really good excuse. This sounds like a pretty good excuse. You know, there are people there that are generally pretty pretty toxic and maybe you just don't want to be part of it. Okay. So that's all I have to say about that. As always, guys, don't forget, you can check out all things casual in the link tree in the description box down below. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.